0: Mm.
1: Side. He's got Max Danball picked off, he's around Chase with Jared Horstman up to third down the back straight away. And Rich France.
2: The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit. And uh, replace the tire and get back
1: out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler, the Hill Racing 47 This
0: is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is
2: three-time Dirt Car UMP National Champion Rusty Schlink.
1: And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Happy Labor Day. Yeah, that's right. We're still working here. There aren't no slouches. <laughs> rich and i contemplated it heavily this afternoon but <laughs> and nonetheless we are here and ready to talk about a fun weekend of racing from in and around the great lakes region and let's get into it first with what's happening in a motor city minute how about darlington holy smokes let's start with the xfinity series noah gregson held on and got the win after a really wild last four laps three cars four laps Trading and paint with Darlington, trade and paint with drivers. Tires are blowing all three drivers in the outside wall in turns three and four. Nor Gregson ends up being able to pull his car off the wall soon enough to go down and grab the win. And then last night, absolute pandemonium. If you had a yellow window valence saying that you were a Cup Series playoff driver, run and hide because your night was probably going poorly. But how about Eric Jones? Remember, Rich, I told you that when he won at Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park, he said it feels good to just win in something. And Rich, I said, I bet this is a GMS Petty Enterprises move to get his confidence built back up, get him in some late model races, get him back to victory lane. And wouldn't you know, just a month or so later, he's a winner again with a Southern 500 at Darlington. So really cool caps off to the Byron Michigan native for getting it done on Sunday night. Elsewhere, Shane Cockrum, 85 laps led in the Ted Horn 100 at Coin State Fairgrounds for the USAC Silver Crown Series today before running out of fuel with 13 laps to go. Logan Seavey ends up getting the win who uh, finished as the only car on the lead lap. Wow, what a dominating performance just to see it all dissolve and go away. Good evening, welcome in, I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Happy Labor Day, sir you too how was your weekend you were busy man oh man what a lot of racing down at winchester for the world stock car festival and uh, some really good races too honestly probably races that didn't deserve to be that good um and uh want to say congratulations to nick egan he grabbed his first career jegs cra all-stars tour win uh and uh, that was really cool and then you know rich you saw the rest of the racing with racingamerica.tv what a great weekend of racing down at winchester
2: yeah, Zach, the ARCA CRA Super Series was back in action this weekend at Winchester Speedway as part of the World Stock Car Festival. And uh, it was the youngster, William Sawalich uh, grabbing the 100-lap feature win for the ARCA CRA Super Series. That young man is coming along really good. They're putting him in race after race. Anywhere they can find a racetrack with a, with a template body super late model, they're putting him in. So great job by uh, William Sawalich. J.P. Crabtree grabbed the 40-lap Vores Welding CRA Sportsman win. And Andrew TP led Wire to Wire for his second Ban Hoy Oil Street Stock feature win of 2022. And the Midwest Modifies Tour was also on hand for a 40 lap feature event. And everything there wasn't what it seemed when it was over, Zach. You know this. Terry Fisher Jr., former guest on the program, would be the first one to drive the car, first driver to cross the finish line after 40 laps, but couldn't make it out of post tech inspection clean handing the $3,500 victory to Greg Fullerton. Zach, you were at Winchester. Once you guys got rid of Mother Nature, not a bad weekend of racing,
1: huh? Man, what a great weekend. And I got to tell you, that uh, William Sawalich race between he and Michael Hind, next level, 70 laps, William tried to work over Michael. Michael had never been to Winchester Speedway before, and so he was using a very unique line in turns three and four. He'd run the traditional high line in one and two, And uh, he'd get a great run, would pull Solich down the back straightaway. But then in three and four, Michael Hyde, he would go to the bottom of the racetrack in three and four. So that Donnie Motorsports car got a great run on the outside, but Michael would pick up a push and he'd push right up into the lane of William Solich. And then they'd be nose to tail down the front straightaway. Rich, 70 laps, 70 consecutive laps. Of those two, going at it. And uh, I said in the broadcast, I said, if William finds a way to get to the outside of Michael Hine coming off turn four, that'll be the race. And sure enough, he found a way to do it, made the pass in turns one and two, and then walked away with the win. It was a great race. Small field, but a great race for the win. The fans were on their feet. It was really cool. Yeah,
2: I think so. What
1: was he, 15,
2: 16 years old? Oh, I mean, man. He, he's Yeah. They, just, they just, started, uh, he just started making the national scene, I think, last summer and they got him in all kind of rides this year. He had to take a break. Uh, I think there was there was he had to take a break uh from Jennerstown, I think. He he ended up, you know, getting the the cold, they as yeah. they say. <laughs> and so so he wasn't allowed to race, but uh I think that's about the only race they haven't had him in this year.
1: Well, when I was doing my prep work, Rich, he's got wins with the Cars Pro Late Model Tour, he's got wins with the Southern Super Series, he's got wins all across the country and uh just adding the ARCA CRA Super Series to the list and and he was really Really happy with that Donnie Motorsports crew. And then Andrew T P. How about Andrew, man? Flag to flag. From the drop of the green flag, survived one caution and restart and and went on to win his second race of the year. That was fantastic. It was really cool. And, uh, again, Friday night, Nick Egan. Attrition was really bad with the JEGS race. And uh, Nick Egan held on. He was one of the uh, final cars on the racetrack. All of the cars who took this checkered flag were looking for their first career JEGS Tour win. And uh, Nick Egan, your current points leader from Wisconsin, uh, he got it done, and he was he was elated to uh, pick up the win. So it was a great weekend, Rich. It was really a lot of fun. Great weekend had up here in the Great White North as well because Chad Finley, he found Victory Lane on Friday night at Tri-City Speedway for one of the final races with the All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series. He didn't have to work as hard for it as he probably thought he would have to. Starting on the outside pole, Finley watched as Travis Stemmler drove away using the outside line around Tri-City Motor Speedway. Finley committed to the bottom, and he was trying to hold on, fending off Greg Goki and others, including, including Cody Bauer. But then, just two laps into the race, Rich, Stemmler goes into turn three, grabs the rut, at the top of the racetrack, and flips right on his lid. Finley barely misses him. Spangler actually slides by, clips the nose of Stemmler. Of course, Travis ends up being okay, and the race would resume. Finley out in front of this one, holds on for the win. How about Logan Nickerson? This kid got it done, coming from sixth. Tri-City's not a place that he's typically known for being good at, but he gained four positions and finished in the second spot. Greg Gokey in third. Cody Bauer, Gained uh, five spots coming from ninth to finish fourth. And Donamar Cooler came from eighth to round out the top five. Then on Saturday, cue it up again, run it back. Chad Finley going back to victory lane. This time he started on the pin and went to victory lane. He held off Rich Kneiser, who finished in second. Derek Passanier finished third. Tom Sprague fourth. And Jacob Poole, making his Dirt Car UMP late model debut, finished inside the top five. Won his heat race. Yeah, yeah. Great, great weekend for uh, Jacob Poole. So, well, the guy who uh, got it done on Friday and Saturday, as we mentioned, is now on the phone lines. It's our pleasure to welcome in the driver out of St. John's, Michigan, Chad Finley. Welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, guys. Thanks for
0: having me. Happy to be back again.
1: Man, uh, what a season for you. Uh, those two wins. Just uh, put a couple more in the column. Uh, when you take a look at my race pass, 37 events, 7 wins, 20 top 5 finishes, 28 top 10 finishes. And, uh, you know, we we on this show, we follow a lot of drivers who win races. And 7 wins this year, you know, I, I don't know how that stacks up in your book. But those other two columns, man, That 42 car has been in contention a lot this year. Talk to me about how your season's gone so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I was wanting to win, you know, probably 9 or 10 races. We still got a chance to get there, but it's been really good. Um, I was a little disappointed how we ran last night. I thought we had a better car than that, but we had kind of a shock and spring issue that we found after the the feature, but it's been good. We ran uh, second, unfortunately, seven times, So, and there's been three or four them there at Tri-City that I've lost by probably less than 10 foot but it's been a super awesome year hopefully we can close it out here with a couple more uh a couple more ventures would be nice so uh see what we can do here
2: chad you made the decision you know back uh the last year or two with the ethanol tours and you wanted to go from from the pavement to dirt big change you had to go learn a lot because there's nothing that these cars were similar to anything you drove on pavement really um yeah did you think it was going to take this long to really get your team underneath you and be competitive everywhere you go
0: uh no um it's tough though like you know the track's never the same like it is asphalt racing every time you go to an asphalt track it's always paved and it's always dry so you know (laughs) anytime you go dirt racing it's not like that so like as i was talking about there last night like i didn't feel very good all day yesterday and i I haven't felt that good over to merit very often this year, and you know, last year it, it was always the same. You could kind of run the same thing and be good, and it, it, it's just different this year. So it's a it's a humbling sport for sure. I think that's why I like it so much more, um, just because you got to constantly keep looking and always keep trying to get better.
1: Well, two wins on the weekend, uh, you know that's that's impressive. And I was talking to Rich before we called you, and I said, man, it'd be nice if they'd make him at least work for it a little bit, outside pole and pole uh you know you're starting up front in that front row but you know take us through those races were they were they hand me races or i mean did you have that good of a race car did you have to defend a little bit talk to me about i guess let's start friday with the big money show at tri city
0: yeah yeah friday our car was really good all day like it felt really balanced there and we rolled out for the feature i could see the top of the track was was pretty choppy and uh Travis started on the pole there, and he got out to the lead, and he went right to the top. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't think that's, you know, I don't think it's a very good place to be right now. And unfortunately, he went upside down in two laps there. But I think we would have won the race regardless. Our car was just really, really good Friday. It was a really good Saturday. We just, uh, I went over there Saturday just trying to apply some things I learned out to Davenport last weekend because it's kind of the same track. Like it's a lot slower and smaller, but the shape is the same. So school things over to Thunderbird that I kind of, you know struggled with a little bit so far this year. And, and I think some things I learned over at that before actually helped me with that. So um, that's why I went there Saturday.
1: Well, and that was the other thing I was going to ask you about is, uh, you know, and Rich and I talked about this, you started the season off on the road, down South uh, running with, uh, I'm going to say, trying to run with the big dogs. And, you know, uh, I think admittedly, and we talked about this, you guys did not have a good time at all <laughs> down South uh, and, you know, trying to run with those guys. This out in Davenport for you, man. How exciting to and and we could see it too in in the posts on Facebook from your dad and on your guys' Facebook page to go out there and compete, make the show even, and then uh, to cap the cherry on top to uh, get a top ten finish out there, man. How how important was that for you and your team to go out there and do that?
0: That was good. Um, I didn't realize how big Davenport was. Like anytime that you watch the races, it looks like a like a smaller track. So our better car has a smaller motor in it right now that's the car we decided to take out there and it really hurt us uh hot lab qualifying heat race, and so we kind of played from behind every night there but like saturday you know i i felt like we had a top six or seven car and then friday i felt like we had a top 10 car or so and then you know thursday night we were just learning the track so and that was really cool um you know change of scenery is fun every once in a while you know and uh i felt like we were getting better throughout the you know season so I want to go out there and kind of see where we stack up, see what we got to work on. And um, I feel like we're getting better. I feel like we're really close to being really good. Um, Spangler's is really good project where he's been this year. It's been really hard to beat him. So that was kind of like his car kind of drove like ours did last year. So I just got to figure that out and uh, see if we get a little bit better. Chad, I was able to catch Davenport uh, each night.
2: And what it, what I noticed about it, it's, it's really hard to get, it, get the actual size from TV, right? It, it looks a lot bigger than what it probably is. But, man, you get up on that lip, which they all seem to prefer, and it seems like that thing is pretty fast.
0: Yeah, it's really fast, and that's what I was kind of shocked. Like, you know, I, I rolled off the high-last the first night. I was like, man, you know, we really need more motor, and we, and we went and made the race anyways, but we really weren't all that competitive in the future, and there's just some you know, things we had to learn with the car to, just to get that better. But it's a, that's an awesome race. Ride. That's my favorite track I've ever been to so far. It's really racy. Really nice area. Um, They do a great job on the track. They're always working on it, trying to get it better throughout the night for us racers. So it was an awesome event, um, and I'll be going back next year for sure.
1: Talk about uh, a lot about the racing with competition that makes you become a better race car driver, and and we've talked about that with a lot of guys, uh, especially here in the state of Michigan, because there is that core group of about 12 to 15 guys who can show up at a racetrack unload and have a chance to win. When you come back from Davenport after such a good uh, showing like that – I mean, do you do you physically feel better? I mean, do you come in back to Michigan and say, okay, uh, you know, I think we're ready to grab the bull by the horns here. We talked with Dona uh earlier this year after he went to Illinois and, and kind of had a decent showing, and he talked about coming back and feeling recharged and feeling good to go and excited to get back to his regular competitors. Uh, did you kind of have that same feeling when you got back home? Yeah, but
0: I've, I have felt like we've been, you know, pretty good since end of July or actually probably – Fourth the july weekend i mean i've been really good ever since then so um but it it was nice you know and you you go out there and then you know what here at home you kind of run the same thing all the time and you're doing the same thing so then you know you go out there and it ain't good enough so i mean you know you constantly have to work to get better out there so anything that you learn out there i, I kind of found that you can kind of bring it home and kind of do the same things. can't really go as far maybe or or huge changes like that but um I think it helps you out, you know. Um, I think anytime that you get outside your comfort zone, it's only going to make you better.
1: Well, and you talked about being able to bring some of that back to Thunderbird. Uh, and, and you know, I guess I wonder, as a race car driver, do you get done racing at Davenport and then look at your crew and go, I think we can take what we learned here and apply to XYZ racetrack? Do, is that how that works? Or, or do you just get to Thunderbird and go, man, this is kind of acting, this racetrack is kind of doing what Davenport did. Maybe we should try some of the things we did out there.
0: Oh yeah! As soon as we got in the hauler and, and you know headed down I-80, that's what we were talking about. You know, like
1: things we can do with tires to
0: get better at home and things we can do with the car. You know, and even last night we kind of made a couple mistakes between me and myself and our team, and we were talking about it on the way home instantly. So uh, we're always trying to get better. You know, you can't run the same thing every time, and, and uh, even if you do, you can kind of the same result so absolutely i mean i'm always trying to get better like i'm i'm super hungry about it i'm always talking about it always talking to people trying to figure things out that work for me and and that's something that you just have to do and that and that's kind of where i
2: believe that you guys are working so hard because i'm going to call you out here you know we get to talk a lot at the racetrack chad and i I talk to you a lot before the races you know and after practice and, and you always say "Nah, we're not that good and i'm like dude you're fastest out there oh no the car's not that good um just like at Butler uh, for, for the summer nationals race. When I talked to you before you went to qualify, you said, "Now we got to get this thing better. And you were really, really good that night and, and really had a chance to win the feature. Um, do you kind of not, um, you don't want to lift yourself up maybe to, to accept that you're, you're as good as you are at times, or do you just want to keep, does that help you just keep digging and make yourself better?
0: Uh, it just helps me keep digging, make myself better. I don't ever like—I don't really like talking about myself, to be honest. You know, there's a lot of people that bring up any kind of racing around me and talk about things that I've done. It—it it, it just makes me uncomfortable because I haven't done anything in my eyes. So um, I always want to be better. That's just how I am. I mean, that's just how I was wired from the time I was a little kid. So uh, I'm just hungry, man. I always want to win.
1: On those nights, nice- well, well, you damn near
2: won a snowball derby. That's something yeah. in my
1: eyes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I Had to bring it up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, damn near only counts of horseshoes and hand grenades. That's so,
1: right. Uh, well that is- and, and to and to piggyback that, I mean, so you win two nights out of three this weekend, are you still going back and saying, Okay, guys, we won we won Friday night at, 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 at Tri City and, and you've said it a couple times about, about Saturday and, and saying you guys could have been better, but you know, Tri City, do you go back and you say Here's areas that we could have improved. Instead of winning by you know 1.6 seconds or whatever the actual margin is, I'm just pulling one out of the air. We could have won by three seconds if we'd have been able to do this. And you know, on Saturday, instead of only leading X Y Z number of laps, we could have led the whole damn race if we'd have done this. I mean, is that you're always constantly analyzing, trying to find, figure out how to be just a little bit better? Always. I don't ever want to. I don't ever want to win by a car line. But I don't
0: want anybody to be close to me anytime I win. So. That's just how I am. You know, I, I don't really know that's why I am, but that's just the way I've always been. So um, we're always trying to get better. You know, like this sport comes down to, you know, whoever works the hardest and pays attention to the little details. And that's just that's what it comes down to. And Races it's at home and that's how it is.
2: Yeah, it's funny, because if, if it was me, Chad, I, would, I wouldn't would care if I won 10 races by a total of 10 inches, I won 10 races. It doesn't matter <laughs> how, how how much or how bad I want to whoop them. If I got 10 wins, I, I'm probably going home pretty happy after 10 races.
0: Yeah, yeah and you know, like I said, I, I was wanting to win eight or nine races. We're sitting at seven right now. we got a couple more chances to get there. I think we've got uh, three races left here in the state, and we're trying to sell our hauler right now, so we're not real sure if we're going to do anything else outside the state this year so um i'd like to get the eight or nine i'm gonna have to win i'm gonna have to win the last two races here in michigan so uh, hopefully we can do that we have a couple things that we got, you know still got to work on i hate saying that it's not like a broken record but there's some things we got to work on i've already been talking to people today over to Billstein, just trying to get better so hopefully we can do that
1: yeah after labor day it gets kind of tough and uh you know so that leads us to the easy low-hanging fruit of a question is you know outside of those two races left in michigan uh, what would you be looking at potentially uh, as where we can find that 42 car?
0: Uh, we talked about going to the Lucas Oil race September 26th at Brownstown. They got like a three-day show there. That's only one the that, only one that we've talked to. And then uh, Tri-City out in Illinois has a race, I think, in October that we're trying to go to too. But it's just really hard to get tires um it's been very difficult i got kind of lucky where i had enough to get me through the season i still do but if i want to travel i don't have enough and you can't really get a straight answer of how to get them and so say you can buy them at the track and i'm just i'm not that kind of person i don't really want to go to the ratio i can have to you know, cut all these tires and not be prepared so i feel like that just puts you behind you know everybody else will have their tires when they get there and you're not going to work on your car so um i don't know that's that's probably it, and then we're going to do a little bit of uh, reloading over the fall and winter here and probably get ready for next year. Uh,
1: one last thing that I was thinking about is, you know, 37 events on the My Race Pass calendar, and, uh, you know, we talked to drivers who say, yeah, I'm probably going to be in the 40 to 50 event range. Is that what you started the season thinking, was uh, you'd be right, right around 40 events? I mean, I couldn't really gauge – earlier this season what you were going to be doing this year how many races you were going to be running uh but b- by the time it was all said and done but uh, is, is this about where you expected to be yes yeah, it's pretty close i mean i
0: took a bunch of weekends off i i didn't race fourth of july weekend and there was a couple weekends early in the season that i didn't race you know opening weekend up to merit and stuff like that i didn't race so um yeah it's pretty close i thought maybe we'd be around 45 or so which we still might end up there which is pretty good for us um but everybody you know everybody around here has ran a little bit more races than us so so uh, still got a little catching up to do i guess
1: well chad uh you know uh last thing there was a point in this in this season where you had kind of been swapping between the two surfaces that you can race on and uh i think at one point you said all right i'm done playing that game uh are we going to see you on the pavement again anytime soon with that outlaw car no no um that's just not where
0: my heart is anymore that's why i only did it two times this year and it was fun to do it last year get that win and then you kind of open the season up with same expectations and and uh it's just it's just not where my heart was so i want dirt race and that's what i always want to do and that's probably the only thing i'm going to do for the rest of my life so um no, I don't think you'll see me in any kind of asphalt car any soon unless you see me at the grocery store or something.
1: <laughs> now, Chad, we're going to do something here uh, that we didn't talk to you about. So hang on. You're, you're our puppet at this point. Uh, it's, it's time to go over the Gary Did You Know answers for this month. And, uh, Rich, we decided we wanted to leave Chad on the line for these because we think he might be able to answer at least one of these questions.
2: Yeah, and what we're going to do is we're going to take them out of order, so Chad has to wait till the end to answer the one <laughs> that we think he might know the answer to. Now that was
1: all Rich's—that was all Rich France's idea. I had nothing to do with this torture that he's about yeah. to put us through. And
2: Chad, and Chad, don't feel bad if you know the answer, just speak it up before I give it. I, I usually give Zach a, a chance, but uh, let's get let's get going with Gary's questions from August. Question number one: This driver set fast time in sprint cars and super modifieds on the same night at Toledo during the fastest short-track show in the world? Only one to ever do it.
1: Oh, one of the blondes? It oh, Jason Blond or good, Johnny Benson? That's a good guess. That's a good that's guess. That's a
2: good guess, but you would be incorrect.
1: All right, ah, give it to us, Rich. Uh, Charlie Schultz. Yeah, see, and okay. w- once you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, And Charlie's still dominating sprint cars today, so it's mm-hmm. pretty cool.
2: Yep, yep. All right, so question number two. You could say this West Michigan driver had a corny name. This is a wordplay that Gary's trying to do these days, Chad. I, so I, I would not have been able to come up with this. Had a corny name. Your dad would probably know this, I'm guessing. Maybe. He,
0: Maybe. He might.
2: I, I don't. All right, um, Rich. I don't have a guess. Give I wouldn't have us. had this I wouldn't have had this one either, either, but it was uh Gail Cobb.
1: Gail Cobb huh. is the answer to that one. Corny. Cop, get it, bad dad joke. Oh, geez. All right, Rich, uh, two to go. And then uh, the last one, of course, is the one we think Chad's going to be able to get in on. So give us the uh, penultimate question.
2: All right. So number three, uh, what did the term dynamiter mean back in the day?
0: Dynamiter?
2: Yes. What did the term dynamiter mean?
0: Where do you guys pull these in?
1: <laughs> no, no, little not, not oh, you no, no, guys, no. not you guys, Gary Lindahl. <laughs> I'm, only,
0: I'm only 30, so anything that has to do with all this, I, I was probably like five to seven years old. You're, you're, I have no idea. You're dynamiter. probably right. Like... All right, says that a lot.
2: Yeah, no, a dynamiter was a driver who never listed, lifted and seldom used the brakes.
1: Chad, huh. can we label you as a dynamiter? No, I don't think so. (laughs) All right, here we go. This is the question that we, if Chad doesn't get it right, if if he doesn't. He can can never come on the show again. He's never on the show show ever again. (laughs) All right, Uh hit us, Rich. Pressure's on. Yeah, oh, it is. More than
2: you know. Are you ready, Chad? Yeah. In the early Spartan days, Bob Finley was listed as chief mechanic for this driver. Jerry Fidoa. See, there's multiple
1: oh. chances. There's multiple drivers it could be.
2: Was it multiple yeah. drivers? It's... Yeah. Because that's not the name I
1: was given from Gary. But oh, that, really? That's the point, though. Like, that's the thing. It could be. I'm sure he was at one point a uh, crew chief for Gary Fidoa. Do huh? you have any other names that come yeah. to mind? Gary drove for us. Um, obviously, my dad. Uncle
0: Dougie drove for us. Uh, man i don't know i should know this but i don't that's that's a bad thing he helped so many people it was a part of so many people's lives that it's it's hard to keep track of i guess but yeah like my answer would be gary feed and i i would be sure that that's the correct answer so rich let's see if this name rings a bell
2: for him gary's answer is ed rude number zero five
0: never even heard of him
1: man wow oh man oh man See, that was about real, any
2: family I, I bet that was. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. This was before Chad was born.
1: <laughs> oh, it had to have been. Oh yeah, had to have been. And, and you know, yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. It's cool too, Chad. You know, uh, to talk about, uh, you know, Bob, your your grandfather, and and to kind of relive all of the lives that he touched in racing. You know, uh, because yeah. you know, when when you when you're looking at this and you're going, oh man, it could have been this guy. It could have been this guy. It could have been this guy. Uh, you know, your your family has been so involved in racing in our area for so long. That's that's really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's helped so many people or, or had helped so many people that uh, I couldn't even keep track. Of. I, I've helped so many people. My dad's helped so many people. Our families always help people. So there's a long list of people that I'm sure that I don't even, you know, I've never even heard of. So yeah, I, I've never heard that name before.
1: Now, as we mentioned, Chad is our Guinea pig. So Chad, we're going to have you sit tight. We're going to get Max Stamball on the phone. Max is not going to know where you have Chad on the, on, on the line because these two are buddies and uh, Stambaugh just accomplished something really cool. So we're going to get him dialed up, and uh, then then we'll kind of see what plays out here. Uh, we'll have these two on the line at the same time. So sit tight. We'll get Max Stambaugh on the phone right. Right, right here. So now the driver joins us that got it done over the weekend, did what he needed to do to get his first career uh, Great Lakes Super Sprint Series championship <laughs> under his belt. The driver out of Lima, Ohio, Max Stambaugh. Welcome into Horsepower Happenings.
3: Hey, guys. Uh, how you doing?
1: Good, good. And as a matter of fact, uh, a little bit of a surprise for you. We kept our guest on from earlier. Chad Finley is still in the call. We know that you guys kind of have a little bit of a friendship going on. And I wanted to keep Chad on just in case he wanted to raz you or congratulate you or anything. So, uh, so Chad, now's your time to shine. If you want to give Max a hard time uh, where God and everybody can hear it, you you may do so.
3: <laughs> how we doing, bud? Uh, you know, just hanging out. Probably uh, going to play a little racing here soon.
0: Play a little high racing. That's a typical fanball move right
1: there. Dude, Finley, I wanted to keep you on because you guys do have that uh, little bit of a friendship, both kind of on different. I think this is cool. You guys are friends, but, you know, uh, Chad, you keep the fenders on. Max has got the wings and the open wheels. You guys, your paths don't really cross a whole lot. You don't have a whole lot to talk about. But what I think is cool is uh, you guys have a respect for each other's careers, 100%. Yeah,
0: absolutely, 100%
1: max uh i just wanted to uh, have chad stay on and and kind of give you a little bit of a hard time there and, and i know that you like like i said you appreciate what he's done on his side of the sport you obviously know he respects what you've done on your side of the sport so i just thought it'd be kind of cool for you guys to chat for just a second
3: yeah absolutely um you know there's a lot of times chad hits me up for you know ideas of a track he's going to that i run at or you know there's times where you know i get a hold of him where i'm going somewhere that he's been running at so Yeah, it's not sprint cars, but, um, you know, with what he's doing in his late model careers, uh, very exciting for him. And, you know, our friendship's a little different on the side of the dirt racing stuff. But, uh, you know, it's always somebody to talk to.
2: Max, Zach and I were talking the last couple of weeks on the show about where it was good, what was going to determine this GLSS championship. And we both agreed that it was going to be Attica. Um, Did you have the same feeling before you got there?
3: Um, you know, it, it the the points this year was just really close all year, really. If you think about it, so um, I think going into Attica, it was really coming down to the line. You know, I think uh, it was really between me and Daggett, and um, I liked my odds going into Attica. You know, we've uh, we've really been getting um, a lot better this last half of the year, and and uh, you know just went out and did what we had to do. Do
1: you have to lean on Finley and ask him how to get around Attica? <laughs>
0: I don't no. know. I
3: think he asked me sometimes about that.
1: My <laughs> advice is usually a lot better than Max's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, well, there it was. Chad, I'm going to let you go. I know you got stuff to get back to and, uh, and uh, you know, got a family and that sort of thing, race cars to clean and whatnot, as if you do that. But uh, anyhow, Chad, thank you so much for hanging out and, and giving us a hard time. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, actually, actually there is one question that people want to know at home. Here's a question for you, Stanbol. How do you balance your life between a sprint car driver and a glorified truck driver? Where's that balance? We oh. go <laughs> 75, 85 mile an hour. Oh
3: no, buddy, uh, we go about 68. So what's the balance to 10 your, mark? You know, well. super
0: trucking down the highway that day. <laughs> well, it, it's all on uh, what type
3: of music. What type there of music I listen to is uh, the biggest thing. So, I got Spotify, that's what the people and, wanna uh, know. that's my balance.
0: Don't mind us, go. guys.
2: don't Don't mind us, guys. Horsepower happenings featuring Max Stambaugh and Chad Finley.
1: We'll do, you guys want to fin- you guys want to finish the show? We'll just sit down.
0: <laughs>
1: Shoot, man. I don't think we got enough airtime for that. You're probably right, uh, Finley. Man, appreciate you. Congrats on your accomplishments yeah, this weekend. We're gonna give Stambaugh a hard time for a little bit.
0: Yep. 10-4. All right. Cool. good guys. Have thanks, a good Finley. Night. See ya.
1: See ya. See ya, Chad. Max, let's talk about this. Uh, you know, as Rich mentioned, you're going to Attica. Uh, you know that points lead it, it shrunk a little bit at Hartford. I think you did what you needed to do uh, there. You know, obviously Dustin finished ahead of you. He got fast qualifier that night, but you were right behind him leaving Hartford. And Rich asked me last week on the show. He said, "What do you think? What do you think about Attica?" And I said, "I think it's Max's points points race to lose uh, because you had race there in my in my knowledge." more than Dustin had in recent years, including earlier this year. Uh, it didn't go well for you, but you had seat time at that racetrack. Do you think that that was a difference maker for you? I, uh, You know, I think so. I, I used to run Attica, you know, quite a bit when I was
3: in the ceiling 97 car. So um, I, I liked my odds going into there. Um, Dustin really gets around Hartford pretty well. Dustin gets around everywhere, you know, very well. So I knew, you know, when he got around me Friday, I just tried to stay behind him as you know, real close and, you know, take my third and, and move on.
2: Max, in the offseason, you made the decision um, to come over to Smith Motorsports. Um, was this the sole reason in mind because they were coming off a championship last year with Ryan Rule?
3: Um, I, I don't know about that, but um, Steve and Michelle put a, you know, A-plus race car on the track every week. Um, when I show up to their shop or, you know, at the racetrack, when that car unloads, you know, they got new tires on and, and the equipment is just you can't beat it right now. Um they uh they, they, they spent a lot of time making sure what they have on the racetrack is uh what, what we need to put ourselves where we need to be. And I think earlier this year, you know, um me and Steve, it's funny, we, we say we struggled, um, but we were still running top fives. We just we just weren't in the winner circle and and I think that made us work that much harder to uh, get where we are now. So
2: you pick up the championship, uh, you know, we're Forty-eight hours after that, after it
3: all happens, are you prepared to say you're going to
2: be back with Smith Motorsports in 2023?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's going to have to fire me on this one. Um, <laughs> I, I got, it. you know, it, it, it's I got it made. Um, I feel like me and Steve have a really good relationship, and you know, like you, like you guys said, you know, he had a really good run with Ryan Rule, and um, you know, actually, Dustin Daggett drove his car before. Um, so, and then his pavement days. Um, he was very successful. So um, he, he's going to have to fire me or at least give him my two week notice because I'm going to ride this way for a while.
1: You know, uh, we, we kind of said the same thing to Chad. We talk so much about wins here on this show. Sometimes consistency, we overlook it. And, you know, this season has been about consistency for you. Uh, you know, 32 top tens, 24 top fives, according to my race pass, and then four wins, including four of the last six with the Great Lakes Super Sprints. And, I got to tell you, though, when you cracked one off at Silver Bullet and I went back there, there was there was still, even though you guys have been running so consistent, there was a sense of weight relief from that Smith Motorsports team for you guys to finally go out there and get a win. Uh, and, you know, you've talked about it several times when you've been on this show. Uh, running good is great, but winning is what we're here to do. And, you know, I, I don't know that there was a doubt that you guys could win together but I think you start thinking about everything when you go so long into the season without getting a win. Is that fair?
3: I, yeah, very fair. Um, like I, like you said, we were very consistent, but um, I felt like sometimes things didn't go our way um, in a way, I guess. I, I don't know how to explain that better, but, you know, the redraw that night I drew a one and put myself up front. Clean air is a big thing right now in sprint cars. And, you know, there for a while I just, I just felt like we were drawing fives and sixes and, and then missing the redraw. And it was just like, man, you know, you know, when's the luck going to change? And um, the, the last couple months here, you know, I think the luck kind of went our way a little bit. But I also think that we showed some speed at times. And um, it's, it's funny how things work out.
1: Were there struggles, uh, you know, new driver, new team, were there struggles or was a lot of the misfortune luck-based about missing a redraw because of something stupid happening in a heat race or, you know, the redraw going terribly for you, you know, you draw the nine or the six or whatever. Um, Was it a lot of luck-based or were there some growing pains to get you through about June uh, into July? Uh, We
3: definitely struggled. Um, I'll be the first one to say that, you know, and I think Steve would too. Um, you know, we struggled to just find that, um, you know, comfortable spot for both of us. And we kept working and working and working and, and finally, you know, the light come at the end of the tunnel and, and the thing about Steve Smith and his guys, you know, you know, Zach and Ty and, and, uh, Dustin has been going with us some, they, they don't give up. Um, there was never no give up by any of them. Uh, we put our heads down, kept working, kept working. And even when we didn't want to keep working and we wanted to sit in the pool all day, you know, we, we were, we were still grinding. Max,
2: I think, I think, uh, confidence is underrated. Um, you know, it, it. you guys were always running around the top five uh, at the beginning of the season, Danny Sam's comes out of the gate, like a rocket and winning everything. Uh, and then, you know, he, he was actually pretty good most of the season until he had that wreck four or six weeks ago, whatever it was. And, and I think that car has never been the same since, um, once you get that confidence, that's when, that's all it took for you guys
3: to go on this role. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you could say that better. Confidence of, is a really big thing in sprint car racing, and when things get rolling good, things get rolling good. And and the way this team's running right now, it's like, oh, man, the year's, the year's winding down, and then I'm ready to keep racing.
1: Talk to me about uh, – this is just kind of a fun little thing here. This is not as serious. When you guys get that first win, you finally pop one off at Silver Bullet. I went back there, and you're holding some sort of seltzer drink, and I kind of looked at you, and I'm like – what the hell is this you guys picked a terrible time to get your first win tell me what was going on in that Smith Motorsports organization
3: well I think that was a turning point for the team Um, fun fact for us we you know we quit drinking beer that month we were like let's change it over a little bit Uh, Rachel Haley Michelle had this great idea that you know they're not gonna let us drink beer after the races so we uh, decided to start drinking the seltzers and I think that was our turning point. So we'll, uh, we'll keep drinking the neutrals and stuff like that. And uh, you know, see how that treats us.
2: And then sometimes, uh, sometimes it takes
1: putting a skirt on to make it oh, run. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, don't now, do that to me. No, now, now, <laughs> now let me, let me help you out here. Max Stanbaugh, uh, Rich France, his great lake super sprint series championship is nicer than yours. So there's that. for you. <laughs> yeah. Now
3: uh, it's all right. Rich still don't show up and drink with me anyways.
1: Oh, see, see how you are.
2: Max doesn't sound like I'm missing anything
1: anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, and that was the last thing I was going to say is Max. Actually, uh, we showed up at Hartford and he was getting razzed for only coming out with a pint of liquor. The one time that he won, Uh, they stopped at the gas station. What in the hell were you thinking, man? Coming back to the hauler with a pint. (laughs)
3: I don't know, but you guys are making me uh, sound like I need to check myself into AA
1: or something right now, but um,
3: that's all they had that night, so uh, that's what everybody got. Let's let's put it this way. It didn't last very long.
1: That's right. Now, and and here's the thing, too. Team chemistry is so important, and, you know, you guys being able to communicate, telling them what you need the race car to do, what the race car is doing – and then being able to have fun in the process of doing it, you've raced for a lot of different teams and and you've raced for a lot of different organizations as far as, you know, all-star circuit of champions, great, like super sprints, sprints on dirt. How has that been that team chemistry as far as being able to just go and enjoy yourself, even when times are tough, when you're not winning races, you guys still look like you're having fun.
3: Yeah. You know, um, you're not going to win every night. You know, everybody knows that. So, Um, I think that's why it probably took us so long to get rolling is me and Steve are are really close to like kind of being the same people. And and it's weird to say that, but we both want to win. We both, you know, have a different way of doing things. And then once we got it to click together, um, everything just kept getting, you know, better and better. And um, once we once we found that sweet spot for Steve and me, um, we we really definitely turned up the notch a little bit there this last half of the year and been asked for a better situation. You know, you you win the. Championship the first year driving for the new team and it's their second GLS championship in a row so I think that says a lot about their chemistry as a team without me even being their driver um, you know they did it with Ryan they did it with me I think it shows uh, how good that race team truly is
2: Max we've talked over the last two or three years and and we've talked about confidence and and now chemistry but you just sound totally different more relaxed it's always I know it's always easier after you lock down the championship but um, did you have a lot of fun this year?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, looking into the future, we're, you know, we, we want to run some 410 stuff here at the end of the year here. Uh, I think we're going to Butler next weekend and then, you know, I you know I think we're going to run in Ohio a little bit just to get a couple nights under our belt down there and, um, you know, they're, they're a really good group to race with. I have a lot of fun. I like to say I'm an easygoing person, but I think some people will probably say different. Um, but we're, we're just going to keep racing and And uh, like you said, I'm pretty relaxed right now that this points thing's over with. And um, now I can just go out and have a little fun.
1: Talk to me about this points thing, because and I said this in every interview that I did with you in those last four races that you won. You know, in in this show, you've told me time and time again, you don't like points racing. You don't points race. uh, You're not here for it. And, um, you know, that seemed to kind of change this year when you guys were in the hunt. Uh, You know, that was the second year in a row for you being in the hunt for a championship, and and obviously we know what happened last year, but this year, seeing it out, getting that championship, I mean, talk to me about how that feels, because you are a guy that I just typically, I have in my brain, he races for wins, not for championships, and now that you've been crowned a champion, I mean, how are you feeling about it?
3: Oh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, Last year, you know, what happened, what happened. Um, But, you know, last year was a good year with the Nefco car, we ended up winning the side deal, so ryan and steve ended up getting the glss and i won the sod so it ended up working great for everybody um but uh the glss to me means a lot as well because i've never ran every race until this year with the series um and i knew steve wanted to back it up uh so you know he deserves this and uh you know i feel like i deserve it too the whole the whole team does so uh we're, we're really excited, and uh, you never know. We might just come back for that third.
1: <laughs> well, and that was what I was going to say, too, is, you know, when you look at this, this Great Lake Super Sprint Series uh, roster, I don't want to beat a dead horse because it seems like we bring this up with every Great Lake Super Sprint Series driver that we talk to, but when you look at the past champions and you look at the winners in this series, you know, Max, these are probably first ballot future Hall of Famers here in Michigan, that have won championships, you know, Dustin Daggett, Phil Gressman, uh, just to name a couple. Now you're in in there in that list of winners, you know, Jared Horseman with two-time championships. These guys are no slouches, and you're no slouch yourself. Um, You know, just exactly what it took to win that championship with that series being so competitive.
3: Yeah, you know, all them names you said right there, um, this group has gotten uh, really competitive the last couple years, in my opinion, um, from where it started so um that hits a really good group of 360 guys right now um i don't think you can beat it so to put yourself on that level just shows you know uh when you go down south and you know try to run other races and stuff or you go into ohio and go 410 race and you you know you see where you stand and and where you shake out and i think it shows right now how tough uh this this deal is um barry does a really good job with uh putting races on and making the schedule up and uh, you know, what a better way to end the year at Attica, you know, I'm looking forward to hopefully some more 360 races there and, and, uh, the 71 going down there for some 410 stuff as well.
2: Max, does that help you out when you, when you get an early, earlier start than everybody else in the season? Not everybody goes, you know, down to Florida when they get a chance in February, you get to go down there. Um, does that, does that help you shake the cobwebs off from the winter? So when you get back up here and go great, Lake
3: super sprints racing, you're ready? I I would like to think so. Um, you know, like this year when I went to Florida, me and Sean Robinson went down there and, um, I'd like to say we had a a pretty solid week. I mean, the competition level down there is through the roof. So, um, to end the night 11th and the King of the three sixties make the all-star show. Um, that was kind of our goal, honestly. So just getting racing, getting that tempo back, you know, it's getting to that point where it's going to be off season and I'm going to be going bowling on the weekend. So, I'm going to enjoy some bowling, and then it's you know then it's going to be February, and I'm going to be uh, knocking on the door to go south.
1: You mentioned some four ten stuff to end the season, maybe Butler. Uh, any other big specials? I know Smith Motorsports. When we talked to them uh, right after the decision was made with you and with the the split with Ryan and everything, you know the, he had some big ambitions for this year. I'm not sure that all of them came through, but of course the championship uh, was a big deal. Uh, so any any big end of the year races we should look for you at? Um, you know.
3: I would say some stuff in Ohio, maybe we'll go down to atomic, uh, you know, probably Jim Ford, Fremont. Um, other than that, I think we'll just hit the hit a couple of them. And, um, you know, we already, you know, Steve's already working on things for next year. So that's a good thing about Steve. He don't, uh, you know, he don't, he don't mess around. He's already, you know, thinking, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Um, he's already got a car on order. So, um, we're just going to run a couple of races here at the end of the year. We've raced quite a bit. So, um, finish your strong and uh get ready for next year
2: well max we always give you this chance man you're you're the 2022 great Lakes super sprints champion obviously you owe a lot to smith motorsports but who else uh kind of helped you get to where you're at uh, here in 2022 I, I know it's not just a a two or three person deal
3: yeah absolutely you know uh jerry with tc power sports come on this year with uh you know smith motorsports and the things he's done for this race team are just, it's, it's insane. The guy is uh, truly involved in, uh, you know, breezes stuff. We, you know, he might not be there all the time, but he's always watching on his phone and um, or, or sending us texts asking how we're doing or, you know, what's going on. And um, he, he's probably been, you know, I would say our biggest contributor to this race team and um, looking forward to the future with Jerry's super good guy and, you know, players off road, uh, you know, Brembo brakes. Gresham power sports these motors this year were i mean the the 360 power under the hood right now in the 71 car is the the best legal motor you'll find around i mean it is it's top notch it's it, it is great um so you know other than them too it's uh it, it's you know it all goes to Stephen michelle putting that nice race car on the track and uh you know having the good support system behind it and going out and getting the job done
1: Max Stambog, your 2022 Great Lakes Super Sprints Series champion, man. Congratulations. It's been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, getting some more hugs in Victory Lane next year, man.
3: Hey, you know, you know I'm always looking forward to it. Uh, Rich, <laughs> I don't know if I'll see you, but I'll have a seltzer in my hand sometime here, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you will, Max. I'm sure you will.
1: <laughs> Max, uh, congratulations, man. Thanks for joining us tonight.
3: Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good one.
1: Well, always a lot of fun with those two, isn't it? Uh, and then uh, to get them in the same space for a little while—that was that was pretty fun.
3: Yeah,
2: I'm going uh, Apparently, if we plan on seeing Max Stambo, I'm gonna have to bring my own beer <laughs> if I'm planning on. Talking to him afterwards, because he's surely not going to have any. The, I'll have to go
1: over and see. I'll just go see Dalman. How's that? The health and wellness department at Smith Motorsports is not joking around, apparently. And you know what? It's, you know, you know this as well as I do. Race car drivers are superstitious and they quit drinking beer and started winning races. So I'll be damned if you see a Bud Light in that camp ever again. <laughs> that, that You know, whatever it takes,
2: man. But uh, c- congratulations. Congratulations to Max. That's awesome. You know, that was, uh, you know, no matter how it doesn't maybe it doesn't sound like a big leap that was a big leap of faith uh jumping over jump over to that Smith Motorsports team last off season and and it paid off um I don't know if they thought it was paying off because it took them so long to find victory lane yeah but man it was like taking the cap off once they did man it was one after another after another well, so did, great job great job by those guys
1: well we didn't really spell it out either but you know Max has run 44 events according to the My Race Pass app and rich half of those over half of those, he's finished inside the top five. Twenty-four times, he's finished inside the top five. So, uh, and the other events, thirty-two of those, he's been inside the top ten. So, you know, as he said in his interview, they've been there. They just hadn't been able to be right there. So, and we've
2: we've talked we've talked about that a lot. I said, man, Max was third and second again. You know, yeah. thir- and and just again, and the races that we went to, and it was just like, man, he just couldn't get over that hump. But when he did, boys, it just like I said, man, the cap came off. And uh, they just knocked off, what was it, four or six of them or whatever. Yeah, four, four of them in the last six weeks. Four yeah. out of the
1: last six. So, hey, let's talk about some other drivers who found victory lane over the weekend. Rich, David McManus grabbed the Modified Season Championship feature event at Birch Run Speedway. He locks down his second consecutive championship as well at Birch Run. And you mentioned Modifieds and the Midwest Modified Tour at Winchester. Those two are going to come together this weekend at Birch Run Speedway. I was talking with uh, – Uh, announcer for the Midwest Modifieds Tour, Matt Prier. And him and I were kind of discussing, Rich, you know, that Birch Run program is so good and the Midwest Modifieds Tour program looks so good right now. You may see a couple of last chance races this weekend with the Midwest Modified Tour at Birch Run Speedway. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, it had to happen. Rich, we had Steve Needles on one week too early. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it,
2: we, we, we didn't look at the schedule. We just said, man, Steve, Steve won again. He's been he hasn't been racing a whole lot this year, working on the business. Uh, and it's like he, you know, never, never jumped out of the race car. Well, it's like he never jumped out of the race car yeah. <laughs> because he just went to Plymouth this weekend and won the Grand Slam. Uh, and you're going to see I'll, we'll do a little tease because we're going to talk about it in a minute. But you don't have to wait that long to Steve see Steve Needles again. Probably going to be this week. We'll talk about that. And then Zach, uh, Eric Spangler picked up the all-star performance challenge, uh, challenge series, late model challenge series event yesterday
1: at the Merritt Speedway. Yeah. And, uh, what a great weekend of racing in and around the Great Lakes region. And it continues, Rich, coming up this weekend, uh, you and I are going to be on the same property along with Chuck Darling. It's going to be a little horsepower happenings reunion. It's going to be a lot of fun over on the East coast. Birch Run Speedway going to be the place to be on Saturday night. Yeah. So, uh. Birch Speedway, round
2: three of the Jegsary All-Stars Tour, triple crown. Uh, if you remember, Kyle Crump won the one out of the gate. Uh, they gave him the option in round two to go to the tail for the bonus money. Uh, couldn't get back to Carson Hosevar, who picked up round two. Uh, so the final round, 100 laps for the Jegsary All-Stars Tour. Uh, also, reveal the hammer, Outlaw Super Late Model Series. They're going to go 100 laps. And Zach, normally you'd say, man, that's a pretty good show, right? We aren't done yet. Midwest Modified Tour, 50 laps. They might have an, a B-Main or last chance races. And the Pure Stocks also on hand. They'll go 25 laps. Friday, optional practice session and a concert after the practice session. Saturday, gates open at 4 p.m., racing at 6.30 at Birch Run.
1: Wow, and then Saturday also going on, and uh, I hate that there's this schedule conflict, but the John C. Reeve Memorial will take place at Butler Motor Speedway. Of course, we had Kevin Reeve on a couple of weeks ago after his Summer Nationals held tour win. Uh, John Reeve sold me my first dirt late model back in the day, and uh, you know, of course, I was there the night that John tragically passed away after uh, running his street stock feature event. And uh, this is going to be a big one. 45 is the theme because that's the number that John always ran. And the purses this weekend at Butler are big. Sprint cars, 410 wing sprint cars running for $3,045 to win. Modifieds running for $2,045 to win. Rich, check it. Street stocks running for $1,045 to win. And front wheel drives will race for $545 to win this weekend at butler motor speedway for the john c reeve memorial always a fun event always a great weekend and uh kevin if you're listening man good luck hope it goes well for you i wish i could be there and it was, i thought it was cool that when you know was it last month i think we had kevin
2: on and he talked about this coming up and it's the the biggest they've had yet and i'm just so proud for kevin uh that he'd that he's having success uh with this event man I, I hope it goes real well for them.
1: And then on Friday and Saturday, if you want to go north a little bit, you can head up to Muskegon and have some fun at Thunderbird Raceway for the 7th Annual Rolling Thunder. It'll be the Challenge Series Championships as well with UMP Late Models. Uh, Times haven't exactly been announced yet, but we do know it'll be 4K to win for UMP Late Models, so it's going to be a good show up there at Thunderbird. Yeah, and and I think what's cool, this is going to be – I don't know that I've remembered a race this year or last
2: couple of years, Zach, but we're going to announce a race together this I weekend. I know, I know. So, I'm
1: looking forward to it. Uh, Saturday at Birch Run, you know, hell might freeze over or the building might burn down, but Rich and I are going to call that JEGS race together, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it, my man. Yeah, and,
2: and rumor has it, uh, you know, one of our buddies, uh, Chuck Darling, says, Hey Rich, you want to call the reveal the hammer race with me? So we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll get a couple different guys in there to talk during the race. It's hundred laps, so we got all the time in the world. i was going to say, when's but, the last uh, time
1: you've announced two hundred straight laps of racing? <laughs>
2: uh, well, last year at the Glass City 200, because I did the because I did the Outlaws with Gary Lindahl, and then I turned around right away and did the Series Super Series 100 lap feature event. So that's right. It's been about a year. All right.
1: Well, it'll, it'll be but a lot not a hundred of- laps though.
2: I've done. I, but this voice can go 100. We'll see how, we'll see if it's got 200 <laughs> left in it or not.
1: Well, it'll be a lot of fun this weekend, and uh, we're looking forward to having that with the Jaguar All Stars Tour reveal the hammer as well. Man, uh, can you believe it? It's Labor Day. That means racing is winding down in the Great Lakes region, Rich. So, if you are uh, thinking you need to go to the races this year, you better go this weekend because those events are drying up pretty quick, and uh, we're crowning champions left and right, which is just bizarre to me that we're already doing that. But uh, it, it's the fact of the matter, and. Uh, If you want to go racing, you better do it now. And it really is the fun time of the year, like we always talk about, Zach. We know that we talked about how fast this season went by.
2: Yeah. But now it's all big events. You know, almost every weekend you can find a big event to go to, whether it's on dirt or pavement, for the next two or three weeks. All prime events, end-of-season events get out there you'll see some great racing you won't regret
1: it all right that's going to do it for another episode of horsepower happenings appreciate chad finley make it time to chat with us of course mad back stanbaugh joining us tonight as well on behalf of rich france who uh <clears throat> does pretty much everything here at horsepower happenings uh and on behalf of scott men the of, of bills i'm zach Heiser. thank you so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you same time same place next week right here Horsepower Happening.
0: You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to HorsepowerHappenings.com and be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.